And we're live. This is episode 27 of the Everybody Mad Live podcast. Today is uh, October the 29th. Uh, oh, this is the Get Out the Vote edition of the Everybody Mad Live podcast. We're just two days before Halloween, but five days left in this election season. Good evening. My name is Sam Lover. How you doing today? Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Kenya Kabeen. Thank you for joining the Everybody Mad Live podcast. I can't believe the election is next week, Says So much stuff is going on right now in this country. Uh, so much yeah. civil unrest, a lot of stuff that we got to talk about. You can leave your comments. Let us know your thoughts on the show with that link right there. Also, let us yep. know your thoughts. And even if you could actually jump on with us right now, too, we got a great show. We got some great guests. Danny Canada, television personality extraordinaire. And from Bossup, she is going to be joining us. Plus, we're going to be talking to some adult entertainers. You got to make it make it clap a little bit. You got to make it clap for the poll. Yeah, we're going to uh, be talking with the uh, creators and the uh, producer and director of the uh, PSA campaign. Uh, get your booty to the poll. Get your booty to the poll. Get your booty hey, to the poll. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna be talking to them. Um, a lot they 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 made made some people mad though. I thought they were doing a good thing, but some people have gotten mad at them um, for Whoa. their chosen method. So we're gonna talk to them a little bit about that, and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more throughout the show on how you can uh, get some information on how you can secure your right to vote and use your right to vote and all the resources that you need. Also, we want to remind you, please, please, please support us. All you gotta do is just like us. Whatever you're watching us on right now, just hit that like button. That's all you got to do is hit the like button. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, you're watching us. If you're on the podcast platforms, uh, we're on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whichever one they get that. Because I know iTunes is becoming Apple Podcasts. But we're on both of them. We're on Google Podcasts, we're on Spotify, Audible, wherever. I think I can say, hey, Google, play the Everybody Mad Live podcast. I'm going to see if it works. I can't hear it, but uh, yeah, you can tell your Google or you can tell your Alexa that you want to hear the Everybody Mad Live podcast while you're on the go. So you can definitely hear that. But we can get into the show. Hey, dope. well, before we get into the show, man, just want to send shouts out to everybody here in Atlanta. A lot of people right now are oh, yeah. without power, uh, myself included. That's why you see I have a different background and everything like I that. I meant to there ask was- you that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually at one of my homies' cribs right now uh, broadcasting because I don't have any power. And he's like one of the only friends I know that has power right now. So I'm actually over at his crib. So shouts out to my homie Ramos uh, for letting me use his crib and everything. All right. So let's go ahead and jump off the show because we have a lot of topics to talk about. This past Monday, Billy seven-year-old man named Walter Wallace Jr., who they said was armed with a knife. Now, the shooting actually went down around 4 p.m. as police responded to a call of a man armed with a knife. Now, from what the video shows, Walter actually walks towards the police with a knife, and they shoot him 10 times in front of his mom, who was trying to defuse the whole situation. When I tell you this video was completely shocking, Wallace's wife actually told officers that he is manic bipolar and he was in crisis. So, But clearly the officers weren't trained in how to de-escalate or deal with a mentally ill person. So they shot him. And I'm just trying to figure out why would you shoot him? Shoot him 10 times. You could have tased him. You know what I mean? You could have shot him in the leg. So as a result, riots, of course, they jumped off because of this shooting right here. It's totally tragic. Seb, what's your thoughts? Well, this whole discussion that we've been saying about defund the police and people don't understand when we say defund the police, uh, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like we want to take everything away from it. We want to be a policeless society. We want people to we want the right people to be sent to the right things like 
And from what I'm hearing with the story, they didn't even have tasers. The, all they had was lethal weapons. So if 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 you're going to the spike and you don't even have the adequate equipment that you need so that you can honestly main, maintain it. And the family was real, real particular. They said this was a mental crisis. This, they, they, they explained that when they called the authorities. So like it was like they knew what had happened. So they prefaced the call anyway. So the fact that they didn't bring any de-escalatory measures out there, any other people, that's why we say defund the police, because they're not trained for this particular uh, situation. They are trained to shoot to kill. It's sad. And then what's even sadder is that this happened in front of his mother. Just imagine yeah. you being a, a parent and watching your child get shot in the middle of the street like that. And some reports were actually saying that his kids were out there, too. Yeah. So I just couldn't even imagine, you know, like psychologically the toll this is going to take on them mentally. You know, like it's, it's going to be a lot that they have to deal with for the rest of their lives. That's why we're having to get out the vote thing, because we shouldn't have to keep reliving hashtags because when is it going to hit our family directly? We don't want that to happen. Yeah, exactly. All right. Got an update on what's going on with Breonna Taylor. If you haven't heard by now, two grand jurors in the Breonna Taylor case have broken their silence and spoke to Gail King this week. Now, they actually called out Attorney General Daniel Cameron, who they say betrayed them by never giving them a chance to consider murder or manslaughter charges against the officers. The two male jurors, one black, one white, told Gail that Daniel's office did not present them with any possible murder charges, attempted murder charges, or manslaughter charges. The jurors expected murder charges against the cops, but all Cameron's team had for them was a wanton endangerment charge. Now, the jurors also confirmed that when this uh, was only charged, when this was the only charge presented, that there was definitely an uproar of confusion in the deliberation room. Like, people were like, wait a minute, you're not going to charge these dudes with any kind of murder charge whatsoever. So the answer they got back from the prosecutor when all when they were you know upset about this was that the charges wouldn't stick. So that's why everything played out the way that they did. While there are six possible homicide charges under Kentucky law, these charges are not applicable to the facts before us because our investigation showed and the grand jury agreed that Mattingly and Cosgrove were justified in the return of deadly fire. When he stated that there were six possible murder charges and that uh, the grand jury had agreed that, the, that those didn't apply, the first time I heard the word six possible murder charges was in that news conference. It wasn't presented to you it in the grand jury to us. deliberations? No. no. And personally, when I do something, I take responsibility for it. We had not done that. I really felt that this was all camera. This was up to him. We didn't get a choice in that at all. So I was livid. By the time I heard what he was saying, everything that came out of his mouth, I was saying liar because we didn't agree to anything. We never met Cameron. You've never met Attorney General Cameron? No, we never met him. He never discussed anything with us. I think many people will be very surprised to hear that they had no contact with Attorney General Cameron whatsoever. I agree. If you watch the press conference, it seemed clear from the wording uh, that Mr. Cameron was implying that he played a larger role in the actual presentation. Uh, part of what the uh, two anonymous grand jurors were saying that he didn't even bring that into there. He said that it wouldn't stick. And the lawyer also said that he never even came inside the grand jury room. 
Never even met him. Now, it's, it's uncommon for the attorney general to even be in the grand jury situation anyway. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. with him being the chief law enforcement officer and in charge of the investigation, you would expect that he would give explicit instructions to the yeah. grand jury on what they they were able to do and what's what's about to come at him. But he said that he didn't even go in the room with him. So everything that he said about the grand jury lies, lies, lies. Like you can't trust no black man who ain't got no mustache. <laughs> my barber used to say the exact same thing too but it's really sad it's really unfortunate and once again i i we all want justice for brianna at the end of the day that's what everybody wants it's just um it's unbelievable to me that daniel's not being held accountable for his own actions i mean clearly this is a cover-up and even the jurors said we know he's trying to cover some things up right now so we, we just, you know, we keep on saying every week we're going to follow this story, but this is why everybody's upset. This is why there's so much racial tension right now in our country, because people are yeah. getting away with fraudulent activities, activities like this right here. It's really sad. Uh, Joe Biden said, I don't know if you, you heard about this or not, but he actually had a rally here in the A on Tuesday and Offset and Common actually performed and Biden walked out to outcast Hey Yow, of course, <laughs> as oh, he yeah. walked out. Stage, yeah, it, it was it was kind of interesting, and it's funny too because, and I'm gonna talk to you know Danny. I want to ask her about this too because I didn't know anything about this, but it's been a crazy week, a lot of stuff going on. Um, but anyway, this event, which I like about Joe Biden, is that this event actually promoted social distancing as people park their cars around the stage to watch the whole rally. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen yeah. at a Trump rally. You know, like, because cause at a Trump rally, you know, people don't have on masks and everything. But as you can see, you know, common perform. Everybody's out there, you know, at, you know, watching from their cars and stuff like that. It looked like it was really dope. Uh, Biden and Kamala have been uh, here, too. But what I want to say is, man, what Biden in Georgia, that don't happen. Like presidents don't Democratic candidates don't go to Georgia this late in the election season. So the fact that he can actually potentially win Georgia. Is the, is the reason that he's down there and he's bringing the big guns because last time, like the final days of the campaign, remember he was in Cleveland, Beyonce went to Cleveland, I think, well, not he, but uh, the Democrats went to uh, went to uh, Cleveland in 2016 with Hillary. Uh, they had Beyonce yeah. and Jay-Z in Cleveland. I think they yeah. did something in Philadelphia. So they were staying in those Rust Belt states. But notice how Joe Biden is like, you know what? I see something down there. I smell something. Mm. Something smell good down there in Georgia. Let me go down there in Georgia. Let me go down there yeah. in uh, Order. Let's go down. He, he, he's literally going. That's what I want. I want him to wipe Trump ass off this map. I want him to win forty-eight states type of type of stuff. Just just so we're just completely done with all this foolishness. Because well, that's why I wear my GO, my, my GOP Russia shirt. Because I'm tired of being run by Russia. I want to be ran by somebody who's caring about what we need right here in America. So, man, kudos to, to like the Biden and what this campaign has been able to do, feeding off of the. The, the issues with uh, Trump, but like the fact that he can actually potentially win Georgia and Texas. Yeah, bruh. it's huge. It's, it's, it's really huge. And, and and so let's talk about this. So while he was in Atlanta, his wife, Jill Biden, was actually doing a rally for her for, for him at Savannah State University, one of the oldest historically black colleges and universities in the state of Georgia. But you'll never believe who showed up, said who a bunch of Trump supporters. Trump supporters actually came out. They came to a historically black college, clearly, clearly trying to bait the students. They were trying to bait the Biden supporters. 
But the reality is nobody paid them attention. You know, nobody's going to fall for the okie doke. Savannah State Tigers, we don't do stuff like that. But it's just kind of interesting. This didn't catch a lot of of news and stuff like that because, of course, there was no drama or anything like that. It could have been some drama, but Savannah State University students, again, we know how to – we, we, we know how to handle ourselves, you know, in situations yeah. of this kind of nature right here, even though people were definitely being provoked on campus. I yeah. heard that behind the scenes. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's almost like, and, 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 and like it kind of fits with, with the story that we had uh, last week. We were talking about guns and that sort of thing. People are doing that. Did you see Walmart? Walmart has actually pulled their gun ammunitions and guns off of the floor because they're seeing what may potentially happen because we don't we, – we, we really don't know. We just know white people acting crazy. So that's all we know right now. And yeah. they're getting frustrated at some things. So like a lot of people are paying attention to some stuff. So um, it's kind of interesting and weird that we're seeing a lot of these things happen now. Yeah, I just and it's funny, too, as I was coming in, I just got that alert about Walmart. And I was thinking, wow, you know, this is this is real. Next Tuesday it's going to be so much emotion going on. You know, like everybody's going to be in their feelings with a lot of stuff. I mean, like, cause, cause you know, you want your candidate to win, right? We want our candidate to win. Other people want their candidate to win. So it's going to be a lot of like, just everybody's going to be on edge on Tuesday, but I pray that everything is going to work out. Like just, we got to have faith in God, man, at the end of the day. So while we were talking about this whole rally things, you know, uh, Trump actually had a rally uh, with a whole bunch of supporters that actually froze their asses off <laughs> outside of an Omaha. Court. Yo, this is so crazy right here. So the temperature said was below freezing when Trump walked off the stage to get back in his warm plane. So basically he was like, all right, y'all, I'm out. I'm about to dip. I'm going to get back in my, my private jet, fly back to the White House. Meanwhile, hundreds of supporters had to wait outside to get on a shuttle bus to take them back to their cars, which were three miles away. And the thing was that their buses didn't, they, they weren't, there weren't enough buses to accommodate the people. So folks were actually stranded for hours. They yeah. were stranded for hours and seven people actually ended up hospitalized. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. it is. Hey, it is what it is. You know, Trump don't care about people. This is stuff that they don't think about, man. Part of what we've been doing, we've been doing it since uh, May. We've been uh, focusing on uh, helping out to get out the vote. Uh, we want people to vote. We don't really care who you vote for. We just want you to be able to exercise your right uh, to do that because we know that we all need to be a part of this thing called America, this society, and voting is a part of it. So we've been all on this. Um, there's been a whole lot of grassroots group. People have been doing their own time, their own money, their own resources, putting into things. And uh, there is uh, one organization uh, that has done a, a PSA. I want to bring up the PSA so we can uh, see what we're talking about. I love this PSA. I love it, too. Uh, hold on. <laughs> You ain't dancing till you throw your hands up. Did we get your attention? Good. So, you're really not going to vote? You know it's more than just the president on the ballot, right? Check it. A district attorney decides to prosecute. Including whether or not to go after dirty cops. Do you know who elects the DA? We do, but you don't want to vote. Can't make it rain if you locked up on some bullshit. Want trades and including taught in our schools? Then vote for the school boards that will prepare us for the job market. Want to end cash bail? Well, then vote for the sheriffs and county officials that feel the same way you do. What you talking about? Oh, they're going to pick who they're going to pitch, y'all. Ferguson just elected their first. You know how that happened? 
It's clear black lives don't matter to some of our current elected officials. If they matter to you, then don't let other people decide who's going to run your community. Get your booty to the poll. Get your booty to the poll. Get your booty to the poll. Get, get, get your vote, vote, yeah, vote, vote. Information on how and where to vote, as well as resources to find out who's running where you live, go to getyourbootytothepole.com. When I first heard it, I didn't even know that it was real. So I actually went to the website and they had all this information. I'm like, shut your mouth. They got yeah. like, like, like ballot proposals. They got all the details about candidates, registering to vote, deadlines and all that stuff. I was yeah. like, oh. Y'all for real, for real. Y'all for real, for real. So let's bring on the creators of the uh, Get Your Booty to the Pole campaign and producer of the campaign. Let's welcome the director, Angela Barnes, and also the uh, producer, uh, Paul Fox. What's going on? What's hey, up? How you? How's going? Yeah. How's it, how's it going? So far, so good. No doubt. Angela, you're muted. Yeah, Angela's muted. About that. My kids were making a bunch of noise. I want to make sure they weren't interrupting okay. Hey, it's, it's so good to have you all with us. So I want to know, how did you all come up with this Get Your Booty to the Pole campaign? What made, what this, what inspired this whole campaign? Oh, well, um, I'm a TV director. That's my, that's my day job. And when Hollywood shut down in March because of Corona, and then, you know, over the spring and summer, George Floyd protests, Black Lives Matter kind of became front and center in America. We were talking and we're like, we should do something. And we weren't really sure what. So we just started talking to people and you know I don't know a lot of influencer people but I know people who know people so we met with like the ACLU we met with Stacey Abrams all on Zoom um met with Black Male Voter Project and they kind of told us what's going on in terms of voting we're like do we talk about voting we talk about census and so we decided to I, mean, I decided to vote to focus on black male voters because black women tend to be a larger we we, we vote all the time we're like the second largest voting block besides uh, white men so with limited resources i was like well let's just focus on what i can get so let's focus on black men and then black men in georgia and then i was like okay how about black men in georgia that like are for the culture that like you know that are, are into that and as yeah. a joke i said you know, I want something that's really Atlanta and something that people want to share and something that could be, you know, I my sense of humor is really cheeky. So I'm like, I want some kind of cheeky. And I was like, I don't know, like strippers saying, get your booty to the pole. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's funny. But then like a week later, I was still thinking about it. And then a week later, I was still thinking about it. And then I posted on my Facebook, like, I'm thinking about doing this thing. Who wants to help? And Paul literally called me. I'd worked with Paul before. Called me like, you know, three minutes. My phone was ringing after I posted. It was like, hey, I saw your thing. What do, what do you need? What do you need? Mm. And, and I, you know, I'm a director. He's normally a prop master, so he's he's like, you know, anything art department. He goes, but you know, I am also a producer. And I was like, oh. And I called him back, like I don't know, like five minutes later, Paul. And I was like, you know what? Yes, please produce my thing because I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for for me, I was uh, also at home since March uh, when the George Floyd murder happened. And uh, shortly after the president did his his infamous photo op at that church mm, across the street from his house, uh, me and a couple of my buddies, we got right on the road and we went straight to D.C. to protest. And we protested for four days and it was it was eye opening. It was emotional and it was a lot to uh, to do, to deal with. And, you know, we thought, well, now that we've done this, what else are we going to do? You know, because we had already protested in Atlanta. We went to D.C. to do it. We had more plans to protest back at home. But it's like, you know, we can't just walk around carrying picket signs, upset 
you know, we have to do something to invoke some kind of change more than that. It's great to show that you're angry and displeased, but it's not really enough. You know, mm-hmm. so I began seeking out like-minded people who were looking to uh, create some kind of change, who were looking to make the world a little bit better in in their own way. And uh, and Angela, who I've worked with several times before, you know, was like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing. Like, I need I need help. Who wants to Who wants to come on board? Who wants to do this?" And I was the first one, like she said. You know, so we talked about it a few times. I love the concept of it. I came on board and. Um, we started looking for exotic dancers and strip clubs to shoot at, and the rest is history. Wow. Now, how did you all approach the exotic dancers in the club? Like, did you go to the Blue Flame? Did you go to Magic City? Because one of them looks like she's from Blue Flame, if I'm not mistaken. Now, they That's work in a lot of different clubs. Okay. They work in a few different clubs around town. Now, this is actually, this is a funny story. So mm-hmm. uh, when we started, we thought that you know Magic City really wanted to um, be a part of it with us. And ultimately, they passed on on the opportunity, but they did allow us to come and, and talk to the dancers. But we couldn't talk to them backstage. We had to wait till they were on the floor, like dancing. So it was really, really awkward, and it was kind of like this strange thing. But before we went, we looked at all of their profiles on Instagram. We were looking up all the dancers who worked in Magic City to see who was politically active, mm-hmm. and that's what we ended up doing. We were just looking for dancers who were politically active. And there was this one dancer named Imani who had photos of her out marching and protesting. And she had all this Black Lives Matter stuff on her page. And I thought, oh, my God, it'd be so great if she was working, you know. And, you know, that was the first person who walked up to us that night. Mm, and uh, and it was just the most awkward thing. I said, I'm so sorry. I know who you are already. This is going to sound really awkward. I'm only here because I want to ask you part of this PSA that I'm doing. And I hope that you're down with this because I know how strange it sounds while you're at work and not even thinking about this. I told her about it and she said, you know what? I'm down. That sounds great. Let's do it. And that was how that was how we got started. Wow. So, Angela, were you not surprised with the backlash that you've all been receiving regarding the campaign? Um, I'll be honest. I knew that people it wasn't going to be for everybody. Um, I am not super active on social media like i'm mm. i'm old i'm like the old lady on facebook right like <laughs> on my instagram i never posted the video the first one because i couldn't figure out how to post it and if you look at it, the, the second one we did is reposted it's all framed wrong and i'm like i just can't figure it out so like i didn't know um that the trolls are organized and i think that's what threw me out so i was ready for back you know people to not like it but i wasn't ready is for people to just make shit up and then like target me right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, I had heard something um, because they wrote a whole article out about y'all. They've been putting stuff out and all sorts of things, not just posting on your social media, but they've been coming after you. Uh, I even saw something, I think, in Sandra Rose, uh, Tariq Nasheed uh, posted something. Uh, You guys, apparently, white Democrats gave y'all all all the money so that y'all could do this campaign. Apparently. Yeah, and what's funny is he wrote that after I he said something about white Democrats and I tweeted him and, t- and corrected him. I'm like, actually, no, this is two black people that did it. That is, you know, like that we just used our own money to pay for it. Right. And then he doubled down and said, we were both not just that we were backed by white Democrats is that we both actually were white Democrats, which I'm wow. like, I'm not the last time I looked in the mirror, like, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, it's crazy, but it's also like even some of the backlash from people that are not, you know, like, when a dude whose you know Twitter name is Thoughtmaster69 
And he's like, <laughs> this is disrespectful that you would say, do this to try to get to black men. And I'm just like, but like your name is Thoughtmaster69. Right. I never said <laughs> this to get to all black men. This right. was to get to some black men, you know, because black people are not a monolith. Right. It's weird how we do that to ourselves sometimes of how, you know, like uh, Paul made a point earlier about like, you know, GoDaddy had these commercials with white women doing all sorts of crazy, you know, dancing and stuff and people, you know, that were very sexy. And no one was like, how dare you portray white women, white women like this? You know, like, no, that's like, that's that chick. It's not, you know, but, you know, Atlanta culture, everybody in Atlanta got it. The people who are from Atlanta or have been to Atlanta, they got it. And honestly, right. that's who thought was for. I never thought it was going to, I never, I mean, obviously I had the internet works, but I didn't really think that people outside of Atlanta were going to go that crazy for it. And or I'm care. Or yeah. even care about it. Yeah. You know, uh, the issues that we bring up are issues for black men who live, you know, in the metro Atlanta area. I mean, a lot of those issues I think are, are universal or um, uh, national for a lot of black men. We did a lot of research. Um, you know, we, we did our homework and made sure that we brought up issues that were important to a lot of different people. And, you know, a lot of those issues are not on either, you know, uh, the Republicans or the Democrats platforms. You know, that's why it's nonpartisan. No one is talking about these issues except for us. We right. brought them up. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. I learned a lot about a lot. I didn't know what a hotep was until we started doing this. I really didn't. What the hell are these tangibles are you talking about? What is this? Learning <laughs> experience, even after we thought we had learned some stuff and, and made something educational. So, yeah, definitely. Well, we definitely want to uh, shout out the work that you guys are doing. We're looking at the uh, follow up uh, PSA that you guys had done uh, to that, uh, which obviously is kind of like a little little play on uh just a little bit of the scandal you got with the first video but um then we'll what let me see see if i can uh turn on the sound how are y'all telling to get their booty to the pole with no booty and no pole period yeah. exactly right. yes yeah. girl no booty and no bow november 3rd is the last day to vote so get your booty to the poll right now for voter resources including downloading your sample ballot go to get your booty to the that's dope yeah and it, i love it i think and, I, I, and, I really think it's brilliant and it's such a uh, needed thing, especially within Georgia. Like you guys, clearly, like your work is is paying off because uh, record-setting early voting is going off. So I want to applaud you guys for the uh, work that you're doing because I know it is contributing to that. Um, all those men who are voting, all those young people who are voting, um, and I've always said you uh, you can't keep getting everybody through the same way. Like you ain't you don't get everybody to look at a debate. You ain't gonna get everybody to look at a political ad. You ain't gonna get everybody to like even pay attention to the endless text messages that we all get you got to reach everybody through the method that you got to reach them through and i mm -hmm. as a marketing guy because that's my trade i love it because it's out of the box oh. and it's different and yeah. and it and it's impactful and as you can see it's helping uh so good luck to georgia i am looking forward to seeing those numbers uh next tuesday uh when they come in from for, or georgia because y'all should have had stacy abrams but now we know but now maybe we'll fix all those rights in 2020 and kind of yeah. get back to where we need to go now do yeah. you guys have have follow-up plan to this um, um will, will your campaign end after this or you're just going to take it as you see it i mean it's funny when you first introduced us as like this organization is doing like we're not an organization it literally is just me and paul <laughs> we're, not, we're not like we're not even a production company, 
You know what I mean? Like we, right. we put together a little LLC just so that we could get insurance for the first shoot. So it's not, you know, <laughs> right. but, but it, you know, but we've been talking because, you know, for me, people are, like, are going to do more voting stuff. And I don't I don't want to do any more voting stuff. I want to keep people. It feels like cramming for a test versus right. studying all along. I want to keep people engaged between the elections. I want people to know that as easy as it was for you to track me down on Instagram and come to my personal email and tell me how you felt about something I posted, you can track down your public elected officials on their Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and say, stop killing black people or fix yeah. the pothole. Like it doesn't have to be that yeah. even that serious, but you can hold them accountable the same way that everyone's out there trying to like, you know, cancel everybody else, cancel the damn politicians. Like oh, literally, right. you can take their job away. You can mm -hmm. take their job. And so Absolutely. like, I, that's what I want. My for, for me, we were me and Paul were talking about this later in the last couple of days. Let's let the next step is let's try to do something where we can get people engaged, but not just engaged, but to, to show people how this is how you can engage with your politicians. Some people don't even know that you can call the office and they'll actually call you back or email you back. Right. People yeah. don't know that. I mean, the president might not have time for that, but but you know your your councilman certainly does. You know the, the school board certainly does. And so do your senators. Yeah. yeah senators. National level, everyone's got, you know, people forget that these these officials, they work for us. They are public servants. They are here. Uh, they're here to do our bidding. They're here to make sure that we are properly represented. And I'm hoping that uh, campaigns like ours, uh, you know, will attribute to a cultural shift where we make sure that we hold them accountable. You know, and I don't really care who's in office as long as it's someone in office that we're going to hold accountable. Oh, I that the people, their allies are gonna hold them accountable. Like that's the biggest part, mm -hmm. right? You can't let the president, you can't let your senators, you can't let the Supreme Court, you can't let people just do whatever they want. Right. They work for us. Yeah. So that's the bottom line, you know? It doesn't matter if we agree or not, if you're my senator, you do what I tell you to do. That's the bottom line, that's it, you know? And when you're sitting there and you're debating about abortion or anything else, you know, my voice needs to be a part of your comments about a, a part of your conversation because you represent me and my needs. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I look forward to seeing. I look forward to seeing people shifting in that direction. No yeah. doubt. Like no our doubt. next campaign nice. should be like, you're about word. to lose your job. You're about to lose your job. Like that, <laughs> that would be the theme song for the next one. Because like, if you're not going to do what the people want, you're about to lose your job. Yes, yes. Like that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah that's for real. It. Everyone, That's this it. is Angela and Paul. How can people get in contact with you? Or what's your social media handle? And what is the handle to the um, uh, get your booty to the pole? I guess it is get your booty to the pole, right? That's right. right. Okay. Yeah. And Instagram is get your booty to the pole, and Facebook is. And then I think Twitter is just booty to the pole because uh, it's too long. Booty to the pole or booty pole, something like that. You can type it in, it'll come up. Yeah. Booty to the pole is, is Twitter. And people don't hit well, the button. We just made all this up in the last few months. Like literally, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Um, but it's really, it's been so great to see people that are like reaching out to us. Um, and even if they don't like it, like the fact that they're engaged, I think is good. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, we even had like some random, like um, uh, private, private equity guy was like, hey, I try to do something too, because I just had this money. And um, what we did, spent twice as much or three times as much as you did and didn't have the impact. And now we just want to give you some money instead of putting more money into our thing. And to me, that's the kind of teamwork that we need mm -hmm. in the country. Yeah. Like to me, Trump is bad. 
what's really bad Absolutely. are the homies that have been supporting that were like, oh, this man is trash. But then once he got in office, was like, like did not hold him accountable. And we're like, oh yeah, Trump's great. Trump's great. Just because it's they- not so bad after all. Yeah. Right. Like I love that campaign of like, vote for me, right. vote for Trump because he called my wife ugly. Like <laughs> they had all the politicians of all the crap that Trump said about him. And they had that, that as like the slogan under them. Right. But like, that's, that's yeah. part of it too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, we really appreciate you all joining us. We're not going to take up too much of your time, but everybody get your booty to the poll and vote. Angela and Paul, we really appreciate you all so much. And again, thank, thank you for what you were doing because really you, you didn't even have to do it. You know what I mean? But it takes individuals like yourself to say, yo, I want change. I want to make a difference to make things happen. And you're to be committed again. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Absolutely. You. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. You all stay blessed. Now, I know that campaign is uh, in uh, Georgia, primarily uh, targeting Georgia voters and probably really men voters. Yeah. But that campaign has reached all the way up here. Not only like, well, we know social media goes forever, but um, mm -hmm. they actually uh, someone has gone outside of them, printed out some posters with get your booty to the pole on that and has it posted inside of a workplace. Uh, that one of my friends was telling me uh, that's happening right here in Madison Heights, Michigan. So that's one of those great things. You never know who you can touch if you just put it out there. Because right. because I'm quite sure they never even thought about Michigan as being someone who would be uh, helped by their campaign. So yeah. kudos to them. Definitely. Kudos to them. Kudos to them. Well, we got some more hot topics to talk about and coming up very shortly. We're going to be joined by Danny Canada from Bossup. Yo, said you definitely got to file this next story under shady shit. Vice Network actually caught and exposed the Republican campaign headquarters in Newport Beach, California, doubling as a Trump merchandise store and allegedly collecting ballots. This is completely a state violation. It's unacceptable. The video actually shows the Trump store employees offering offering to collect ballots to store in their safe. Now, the California Secretary of State and Attorney General fired off a cease and desist to the California GOP over its use of the ballot boxes. The person who filed this complaint says that the video was actually shot after that cease and desist, which means it's still some more shady shit going on behind the scenes, man. Like, really? Is, is, is this what's going on? And, and we knew that it was going to be some stuff anyway. But, man, I mean, yo, these folks are relentless. Yeah. Yeah, they won't try. Yeah, they'll try anything because they know they can't win the vote. So they yeah. will cheat to win, just period. Right. But exactly. that's what they do. They yeah. they will ride and die and 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 cheat to win as mm -hmm. long as it helps them. As always. Just like they did with that Supreme Court. Yeah, I was, so I was just about to talk about that. Just like what they did with the Supreme Court. Of course, it said it's talking about Amy Coney Barrett, Trump's pick to replace the late Justice Ginsburg was confirmed and appointed to the Supreme Court of the United States this past Monday. And, you know, it's kind of funny to me because she's not qualified. Okay, let's break it down. She has, what, two years private practice. She's never argued an appeal. She's never tried a case, never argued before Supreme Court. She does have 15 years teaching experience. She's never served as a judge until, until three years ago. So the reality is, is that her, her, her credentials just aren't enough to make her sit on the highest court in the country I mean, she's mediocre, but that's what happens when you have white privilege behind you. When you're white privilege, mediocre is accepted. So now the reality is that you have six that actually lean to the right, three that lean to the left in regards to the viewpoints of the justice system. So that makes it very unbalanced and very unfair. Seb, what's your thoughts? 
Yeah, I think that's true. And they talk a lot about packing the courts, but that's been the Republican game plan because they they know they can't win the elections. And yeah. we just got to understand about government. Government is those three branches that 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 president, that court and that legislator. Well, they know that they're having difficulty winning two out of those three. So that's why they put so much effort into that third part, into that court, because they figure if they can get that court and hold on to the court, whatever they can't do legally through laws, whatever they can't do legally through electing presidents and things like that, now they can do it through the court. So they've been gung-ho and 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 just, j- just not even gun-shy about doing it. And the fact that she's never been a Supreme Court, Trump made her a judge. She wasn't even, even a judge before that. Trump made her a judge in 2017 and right. then put her on the Supreme Court in 2020? Come on. How does that work? Even, like, like, look, bro, if I'm a white guy and I've spent all my life and I'm a Republican or Democrat or whoever, if I'm a white guy and I spent all my life as a lawyer, I've been a judge before, I've worked my way up the court and then you bring this little girl in here, you hire her, put her on the appeal court for three years and put her up to the Supreme Court three years later? Bruh. Like, let's not pull punches. She's anti-abortion, number one. She also wrote a decision. So, like, if you hear the N-word at at a place of employment, she wrote that that does not create a hostile environment. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If if your employer says the (laughs) N-word and you file for discrimination, she wrote an opinion that, the word itself does not necessarily create a hostile environment. Where did she get that from? Really? Did you ask anybody black? Right. If your boss started calling you niggas, how you going to feel about that? Did she ask anybody black? Of course <laughs> Do not. you feel like it's a hostile environment? That's right. what I'm saying. They don't care. They don't care. Right. They have this ideology that they subscribe to, and that's it. If it wow. fits their ideology, that's it. That's all they care about. It's insane. That's why it's important to make sure that you get to the polls and vote. Check out BallotReady.com. You can dive into the background of every candidate on your personal ballot. You can compare candidates based on their stances, on their issues, biography, and even endorsements. And you can actually save your choices as you go and bring your ballot to the polls and vote. It's very important very important to know who you're voting for on a federal, state, and local level. There's going to be a lot of names on the ballot, so make sure that you go to the polls be informed, vote with confidence. Go to BallotReady.com. Once again, that is BallotReady.com. I already voted, said, already voted too, but it's very important. It's imperative that you get to the polls and make very smart decisions. Don't just check off anybody because you see what's happening right now in this country. You don't want to do that. So BallotReady.com. Uh, uh, actually, the last day to do early voting will be this tomorrow. Friday. Tomorrow. Friday. So. Make sure that you get to the polls and vote. And if you don't do that, make sure that you do it on Tuesday, Super Tuesday. Hey, Sam, we got – I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. I was going to say in Michigan, it was a little bit different. Uh, We got same-day registration. We changed the laws in the last election to where you can register on election day if you wanted to uh, be able to do that. So we got some flexibility with the laws. But whatever your laws are, ballot ready will tell you exactly what that is. And uh, you can hit the solo.2 slash everybody mad. There's a link to ballot ready on that too. Okay, there we there we have it. Okay, so our guest tonight, she is the editor in chief of one of my favorite websites, Bossip. She's also a TV TV personality too, and she is real good people. Y'all give it up for my girl, Danny Canada. What's up, boo? 
Hey, how you doing? How you doing over there? What you been up to? You know, work. <laughs> um, you know, election season is really busy. There's always yeah. something going on. Always random celebrities coming out the woodworks talking about they're with Trump now. So that's what I've been doing. You know? <laughs> know. It's wild I haven't seen you in so long. Like last time we saw each other, you know, it was like, what, March? Like it was actually before was the pandemic. March because, you know, haven't been to the gathering spot since then. So Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. And I know we got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. But first, give us your whole background. How exactly did you become the deputy editor of BOSSUP? And tell everybody about your whole journalism background. Okay. Um, so I went to college at Hampton University. Uh-huh. Um, and I went to the Scripps Higher School of Journalism. I studied broadcast journalism there. Um, I did radio all four years that I was in college, um, WHOV 88.1 FM. When I graduated, um, I kind of took a heel turn. Um, I started out interning for a hip hop website called hiphopwire.com. Um, from there, I moved up several positions and I was assistant editor there. Then I went to Rolling Out. Nice. I think you froze, Danny. I think she froze. Did I freeze too? <laughs> no, I think Danny. She froze. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, kind of refresh her. Yeah, hold on a second. Let me uh, add her back. Okay, she may be having some trouble. She's uh, in Atlanta too, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just about yeah, to ask. Yeah, about I know that. you guys are all having uh, some issues uh, down there with internet and electricity and all that stuff. It's so bad, man. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. That. Okay, so uh, I do have the uh, video um, of okay. the uh, Kansas City, uh, so okay. we can um, um, go back to that uh, while we wait, uh, wait for uh, Danny. Okay, cool. So this is the video that said once again. Uh, this is a woman that is actually going off on politicians and city officials in Kansas City. And Danny, we're coming right back to you. Um, I'm not nice and I don't seek to be respectable. I'm not asking y'all for anything because y'all can't and won't be both my savior and my oppressor. I'm not nice. Um, I don't want reform. <laughs> I want to turn this building into luxury, low cost housing. These will make some really nice apartments to me. Firstly, <laughs> stop using black children as photo opportunities. Because they're cute now, but in 10 years, they're black male suspect in red shirts and khaki shorts. Say that. Eating cookies and drinking milk with children does not absolve you of your complicity in their oppression and denigration, Rick Smith. Name calling. <laughs> Drop his name. More on police and education than try to encourage children to feast with their oppressors. Y'all are really weird. It's asinine <laughs> to be called radical or homegrown terrorists for not wanting government employees to kill citizens in any instance. So I'm not here begging anything of soulless white folks and self-preserving black folks. You get one life and you all in this room have chosen profits over people and that's pathetic. So I'm gonna spend the next two minutes reading y'all for a fill, something I'm sure nobody <laughs> has ever done. Nathan, the gentleman in the vomit-colored men's warehouse suit in desperate need of Bosley in a haircut, a former FBI <laughs> <laughs> who exudes white privilege and is the epitome of mediocrity and who loves Trump so much that he hired his former attorney general at his firm. And it's so sweet because he spent most of this meeting looking away with his head in his hands. Or Mark, 
excuse me, Pastor Mark of Victorious Life Church on 34th and Paseo, Pastor. where the mission is to provide a place and opportunity to worship Jesus Christ and preach a message of hope and faith through God's holy, holy word in the building. Meanwhile, he's subjecting black people to terrorism and unchristlike behavior at the hands of KCPD outside the building. Ooh. And Kathy... Miss, I'll get here before the other commission members. So I look as if I have empathy and I'm excited to hear what they have to say. Meanwhile, I didn't have anything else to do at eight o'clock in the morning, but be rich and white and retired. So I'm here early. Or Don, yeah. owner of Wagner Investments, Blue Notes, LLC, and part owner of the Royals. Woo. She snapped. Ether them. Ether she, them. She, she was giving it to them. She ate them alive, bro. That's yes, all I can say. But but we need people like that. I, I I give props and commend people like that that can get in front of a room full of people and, and really speak the truth and speak yeah. for the people. I love it. I'm all for it. Yeah, like and it, it, yeah, like sometimes you have to speak truth to power, and sometimes you have to have uncomfortable conversations with people who are in power because otherwise uh they won't hear you um until yeah. you begin to put them in uncomfortable situations. Like it's almost like like we can hope that the right thing will happen, but no, people people ultimately really won't do the right thing. You have right. to force them to do the right thing a lot of times, and whether that's by laws or whether that's by holding them accountable or whether that's by whatever, you have to put something out there to, to let them know that, hey, I see you, and that yeah. ain't right, and you're going to stop doing it. And we have to yep. treat our politicians like that, too. We have to stop putting our our politicians on pedestals as if they are leaders per se they are leaders but they're representatives mm. they're representatives more than their leaders they represent our voice and we need to get our voice back far too long we send people up there and hope that they do the right thing no 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 we need to send them to their positions with marching orders hey we're going to vote you in but these are the things that we want so right. we need to get the marching orders and that's that that's really a whole a, a part of the whole conversation that i think we all just need to be having and and i love to bring get your booty to the pole on here and uh all these uh people well they're not an organization but just people coming together all for the right thing just trying to do the right thing because at the end of the day we it, we have to live here so we have to make it as comfortable as we know how and my thing is like i'm like i'm gonna rattle some cages while i'm here because if it ain't comfortable, it ain't right. And mm -hmm. it should just be comfort just for one set of people when we live in a country that guarantees equality. Everybody should be able to experience something that this country is given. And right now, we're not getting it. But I love the fight that we're showing. I love yeah. the fight. I really do, too. I really do, too. With that being said, we're going to bring back Danny Canada from BASUP. Check in with her again. Uh, she's still not on yet. Oh, okay. I was wondering why you were like, yeah, well, right. I'm trying to stretch it a little bit. <laughs> while you were stretching, I was like, okay, like, Danny McKay, I'm like, well, maybe I'll give her a couple more seconds to come. <laughs> nah, she's, uh, yeah, I think uh, she's probably having some, uh, some uh, challenges with the uh, internet. But I know that whole region down there, like you guys, I, I know I've called from my family uh, down in Atlanta. So y'all are getting all that Zeta that came up from uh, New Orleans. I I just got a text from my neighbor said that the power is back on. So that's a good thing. Good. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I was like, damn, we have to wait until Saturday. All right. Well, I'm going to just uh, run a couple more stories though. And hopefully, you know, yeah. Danny will be joining us uh, in a second, but uh, we definitely got to talk about Jared Kushner. I uh, said one of the most ridiculous things about the black community 
and I'm going to let you play the video. I'm going to give you some time. I'm going to stretch it out so you can pull this video up because I totally had missed the video uh, this past week. But when I saw it, I was like, really, bro? Really? With that being said, you can roll it. I guess my internet is struggling too. I told you, man, you got to make that switch from. Um, let me not say it. cricket. Was it cricket wireless? You guys don't want to succeed. I don't even One think we've seen in a lot of the, the 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 black community, which is mostly Democrat, is that uh, President Trump's policies are the policies that can help people break out of the problems that they're complaining about. But he can't want them to be successful more than they want to be successful. Woo. <laughs> Boy, stop. Now, y'all know that's some bullshit right there. President Trump wants us to be more successful than we... He he wants it more for us than we want for ourselves. Man, that's, they just got this stuff in their head, man. Like, I don't understand how they come up with this stuff in their head. We've gotten, like, a vantage point into what a lot of them really, 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 really think about us. What they really, 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 really think. Hey, girl. <laughs> my Wi Fi went out. I don't know why we go out now. It's not like the hurricane is hitting, but yeah, my Wi Fi went out. I've been trying to get back on ever since. But hey. Hey. Okay. Welcome back to the show. So glad you could join us. We got, I, I want to talk about some hot topics because everybody knows that Danny is the queen of hot topics. If you don't know now, you know, make sure you check her out on Basso. But Danny, let's talk about your girl, Kim Kardashian. Everybody's talking about how she flew 40 of her closest friends out to a private island. But why are people dragging her? What's that all about? Like, why can't we all be happy that Kim is 40 years old? What's up with that? So the thing is, is the timing is pretty bad. Considering we're in the middle of a pandemic, you and your friends were safe. But there are people who are seeing this. And you can literally see it in her comment section. People are like, I'm glad you're having fun. My dad's in the hospital. My mom's on a ventilator. I don't have money for my kids because of COVID. <laughs> so it's, it just looked really tone deaf. It's like, you can do all that. But yeah. because she is Kim Kardashian, she's going to share it. Like, technically, she didn't have to share all that. I think that's why she's getting dragged. It's just, it's tone deaf. Like, people are literally suffering. It's like that whole, Kim, there's people that are dying, that meme. Like, that's what it is. Like, girl, like, no. But, see, really but, but but you don't think, Danny, okay, but then you have celebrities like, you know, Cynthia and them just had their big wedding from the Real Housewives and stuff. Yes. No one was dragging them, but why are you going to drag the Kardashian? What's that oh, all? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, they did. Oh, they, they did. did. Oh, they definitely went in. What? Yes. Yeah, you know, people were saying she's selfish, you know, especially since there were older people, older people there who could be high risk. Um, yeah. So they know they definitely got on Cynthia. You know, and I think you think about it, it probably is a little more egregious than Kim yeah. Kardashian's vacation. She had 250 people in a closed space. You know, they're not on an island like they were with Kim, you know, so no shade, but she definitely <laughs> caught flack as well. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. Well, what did you think about this whole uh, Khloe Kardashian in the new trailer of Keeping Up with the Kardashians saying that she had covid and you know they had to push through as far as mm -hmm. her being diagnosed with covid and everything yeah you know um it's interesting so one thing i noticed is just how yes she was sick but she did have the privilege of having her mom chris jenner who could get the top doctors to her pretty quickly who could get her 
you know, on the way back to good health. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see that this season. Um, I think it's interesting that that's the second person in the Kardashian kind of circle that we've heard who had COVID. You know, mm-hmm. Kanye said he had COVID as well. So it's like, you know, that's unfortunate. Um, so I'm interested to see how it plays out this season, I guess, on this final season. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Are you a fan of the Kardashians? No. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't hate them, but I'm just like, I don't. I'm never really excited to keep up with the Kardashians. Right, right. Okay, well, I want to definitely ask you about this right here. Okay. Tamar Braxton was just recently on the Tamron Hall show, and mm-hmm. she was mentioning some stuff about, you know, her and David getting into this fight, and mm-hmm. she's actually challenging her ex, David, to release this video of her attacking him in his car, mm-hmm. but he says he can't do it because Tamar actually busted the camera to pieces, and... Mm-hmm. Wanted to know your thoughts on this, like because I was kind of like when I saw, I saw her on Tamron, and I felt like she was trying to push tears out. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I felt like she was trying to push tears out because we know Tamar, and I love Tamar, but Tamar can be a little bit dramatic. She can't be problematic at times. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on that? And what is everybody saying on the streets? Um. You know, Tamar, it's a shame to see how that relationship turned out because Tamar was so happy with David for a very long time. This was her first relationship post-divorce from Vince. Um, So I think everyone had high hopes for it. So it's really surprising to see that it's turned into this kind of soap opera that it's turned into. Not only, you know, are they going back and forth about what happened that day in the car, um... But also, you know, she sometimes seems like she's defending him. Then other times it seems like she's bashing him. So it's hard to, like, keep up with where she is. Like, she'll say things like, well, he was a great partner to me. And then it's, well, he's a liar. And it's just like, well, I don't know. I don't know where to go with it, Tamar. So, you know, it's unfortunate to see that play out. Because I thought, you know, I thought they had what it takes. You know, I thought they were going to last. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of interesting with Tamar. Um what about the BET Hip Hop Awards? Because I was on Bossip and I saw, you know, the comments, man. Like, first of all, the internet is always winning. The, the internet stay winning no matter what. Like, just the comments always keep me laughing. Yeah. But I actually watched the show and the BET Hip Hop Awards, was it was actually a good show because it seems what? like you know, now in this whole pandemic, everybody, they create brand new music videos for songs that they're promoting, you know? So I, I I thought that the show was really dope, and I love the Hip Hop Awards always for the Cypress, too. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't really like what Brand at first, Brandy kind of like, I was like, eh. <laughs> You didn't want to be down. You weren't, you weren't down, Brandy. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, but then, <laughs> yeah, but, but, then, but then she came back strong in her Cypher, but, yeah. you know, what's... I'm gonna let this. This is your thing. Like, what what did you think about it? And what's the word on the streets? I uh, I enjoyed the hip hop awards. You know, and I think it's exactly what you said. These virtual award shows, you get these really amazing performances. Like the City Girls. I'm not a huge City Girls fan because I'm 40. You know, I'm exaggerating, but I'm up there. Like, I'm way too old to really be like jamming to the City Girls. So they actually had a whole set and they had a routine. They looked great. I was like, okay. So I think it gives artists more time to really get it together. They can go to a whole new set rather than just performing on a stage. So I enjoyed that. Um, You know, I saw some chatter with people saying that Lil Baby 
um, got snubbed for best album. You know, they gave it to Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. Um, and I also Da Baby um, from <laughs> Charlotte. He yeah. was nominated for what, 12 awards and he didn't win any. And I, I do actually find that hard to believe because yeah. the baby has had such an explosive, I guess, last two years. So yeah. that surprised me. But yeah, other than that, I think people really enjoyed it. And I think it was well done, well put together, you know. Yeah. Now, the baby I, I, just I, released a song uh, with uh, Kanye. I think I think it just came out recently. The baby, the I think. Baby? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it hot? I haven't heard it. I, I, I mean, you know, the baby <laughs> sounds the same on every song all the time. So, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, I respect it. I respect the hustle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was feeling Badu's um, cypher. Yes. Man, she, I was yeah. like, yo, Erica killed it. Yeah. Yeah. But she always so, do. Erica, she always does. She yeah. really does. You know, that just shows her musicality. But, yeah, she was really good. Who else was her was in that cipher as well? I yeah, her did good. Um, mm -hmm. Tiana Taylor was dope too. Yep. Mm -hmm. I just you know again, and I know they said as a Brandy fan, but I was just kind of like Brandy. I need you to get a little bit on beat <laughs> for me. You know, oh, no, you can't. I'm you just can't tell saying. The Bible, she's off beat. You can't do that. You know, I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> it's just like, yo, what was going on, Brady? What was going on? Yeah. Hey, did you all hear? Did you all hear about this uh, racist dude? I'm um, kind of switching gears and said, I don't know if we got the video of that. The racist dude, and I think that was in Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Uh... Oh no, because that was TMZ. Nope. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I'm sure Buster probably has it too, though. But there was like a video of this dude, like this Asian dude, going off mm -hmm. on uh, uh, this guy talking about, you know, uh, this 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 is a no nigga zone or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah, like it's crazy. Like so, so what's what's your whole take on the unrest that's going on right now, like the racial divide with our country yeah. as, as a personality? Like, what, what's your thoughts on it? You know, I just feel like every day um, there's something new. There's some kind of video. People are feeling, and they have been feeling ever since Trump has been in office, just bold. You know, they don't care anymore. They don't care to really hide their racism. So yeah. it's it's unfortunate to see. You know, we had that video there this week. Um, that guy actually ended up losing his job. And, you know, mm -hmm. so there actually are real repercussions for their actions. Um, I don't know if you saw this one. Umi Sushi here in Atlanta and Buckhead, they are under fire because there was a black man who came in. He had on Nikes. He had on sneakers, um, which is against dress code. However, he pointed out that there was a white woman at the bar who also had on sneakers. And he questioned that. He said, well, how come she yeah. can wear sneakers and I can't? At first they said, well, those are dress sneakers. I don't even know what that means. Then um, the owner actually came out and got super aggressive with the guy, and he almost got into a fight with him. So there's just a lot going on now where people are feeling just really emboldened. Um, and unfortunately, or I guess fortunately, it is being captured on video so that we have a record of it. Wow. Yeah, I agree with you. Agree with you 100%. Well, I know that we are running out of time, Danny. I really appreciate you joining us this evening. Thank Tell you. everybody how they can get in contact with you and give you yes. a shout 
Yes. Um, you can reach me on all my social media. It's all the same. It's at I am Danny. That's D-A-N-I Canada, like the country. Yeah. There it is, everybody. This is awesome. Danny Canada, deputy editor of Bossip. Oh, and, and one thing before you go, okay. and you know, I always talk to you about this. When are they going to bring back the Bossip TV show on WeTV? Because <laughs> Danny, I'm telling you, that Listen. I'm you, was so good. It was so Thank good. You are so sweet. Thank you. And I, I appreciate that. That's real. I'm just I telling what it is. Watching. Um, I'm, I've heard some rumblings about the TV show. Nothing is confirmed. Um, if it does come back, um, I believe there's a different network it'll be on. Um, but I'll keep you posted. Uh, fingers, yes. fingers definitely crossed. I'll keep you yes. posted. No doubt, no doubt. Well, you stay blessed. Continue to be great yes, in is. everything that you do. I really appreciate you doing the show, okay. and I'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Bye, All right, Danny. Bye, Take care. Thank y'all. All right. Thanks, Danny. Yo, said great show today, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties. I know know you going through your stuff in Atlanta. Um, we are um, well, actually, um, we're, we're we're about four days away from election day ending now. So, got a little left. Well, we're almost to the home stretch. Well, this is the home stretch, I guess. Yeah. Well, people, without with that being said, you just got to get to the polls. Make sure that you vote. Tomorrow is the last day for early voting, and then of course on Tuesday because. We will be back next Thursday, but we won't be able to talk to you before Tuesday. So just get to the polls and vote. There's so much writing on this election right here. And, you know, if you just think about just like my great great grandmother didn't have the opportunity to vote. There are people in my family like they never had the opportunity to vote just because of the color of their skin. It's just it's imperative. There's so much writing on this election right here. If you really want change, get to the polls, get that booty to the poll and vote, period to the poll and then if you've already voted then that doesn't mean it's over for you help somebody else if somebody somebody might need a ride to drop off their ballot so or a ride to do their early voting or a ride to the poll or something do what you can because we still need some help and remember it's not just about the president we got all these down ballot elections we're electing prosecutors and state people all down the races senate races going on there's two senate races going on in georgia we're trying to win both of them because once we win the senate then we won't have people blocking our blessings that, that try and come through. Uh, so we got to make sure that we do that. So if you can help donate or make some calls or do whatever you need to do so that we can win this thing and then we can start over because this is just the first part. Voting is just step one. But once we get step one down, then we can go on to the next step. But we appreciate you. Uh, we hope the next time we see you, we're going to have some good news and some smiling faces. But either way, we're going to have some marching orders on what we need to do. So, uh, Without further ado, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Everybody Mad Live podcast. You can follow me right here at uh, Said Lover at everywhere on all social platforms, but also follow us down there. Everybody Mad Solo Two. Follow, subscribe, watch, and listen to all of our links and all of our shows. You can also follow me, Kenya Kabeen, and Kenya Kabeen One on Facebook. With that being said, good night. God bless. Stay safe. Stay blessed. We'll talk to you all next week. Go vote.